It's that time of year when you're transitioning from winter veg into spring, but it feels like summer. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of April the 5th, 2012. We're talking today about transitioning into summertime. This podcast comes in the afternoon. We decided to get out and make the most of the fair weather we had in the morning, knowing that this rain was due this afternoon. And we've got a classic pop-up thunderstorm happening right now. Just the kind that you have in the summertime, in the middle exactly. of July. <laughs> so, um, in fact, it felt, I won't say it felt like July. It certainly felt like June in the, what, mid-80s. But then the temperature has just dropped about what, we gave up degrees? about eight degrees in about 12 minutes, yeah. which is sort of the classic pop-up thunderstorm pattern. That's right. Um, and, you know, we both needed to grab a little extra clothing to bundle up just because the temperature dropped and uh, just all the signs of a classic pop-up thunderstorm, which yeah. you would get in the hot summertime. And it cools things off. But let's talk about what we were doing today when we mentioned that we're transitioning uh, we were outside, and you were bush hogging. That's one of the transitions. <laughs> Weeds coming up on all our, our trails. Um, but I was out there cutting back or cutting down the collards because they've bolted and, and harvesting whatever leaves of those plants are edible or tasty. Talk and, about uh, what it means for collards to bolt. Well, because that's a that's a concept that you and I are very comfortable with. We're familiar with, but a lot of, not everyone understands that. Well, collards are certainly not the only type of vegetable that can bolt, but it's it's when that vegetable typically becomes very tall. It starts producing seed. It's going to seed. Um, in fact, at the top of the um, collard plants, you can see long stalks with. Uh, Almost like broccoli-looking little, yeah, little flower, flowers, yeah, on, flowers them. on the top, and um, the the on, in the particular case of a collard, the leaves become somewhat elongated and sort of like reaching toward the sky. And they the flavor, and this is another thing that's typical of a bolting plant, lettuce or collards or anything, um, is that the flavor changes. It starts to taste very bitter, almost, and like some lettuces taste like a weeds out in the yard or something. You might as well go out and eat a little bit of grass. <laughs> um, it just, it changes the nature of that entire plant's So for vegetables. us, once collards begin to bolt, unless we're just trying to save seed from them, they're pretty much done. And I'm not trying to save seeds from those plants because we bought those and we don't know, you know, whether they were hybrids or what so we're just um I'm go I actually bought some collard seeds to start some from seed for fall so that we can try to save collard seeds which and will in, be fun and in that case I will let them bolt and I will not you know when we're finished eating them of course and I will um, harvest those seeds but what we're doing now is trying to clean out some of that area where those plants are no longer productive and um in fact while I was out there I noticed that there's one kohlrabi that went through the winter and it was just a little tiny plant it wasn't really doing anything but i guess since it's gotten warm it's it's produced the the fruit you know the little bulb kind of um uh, 
vegetable, really. That Yeah, it's like a tuber. Yeah, it's like a tuber that, that you can eat. So we'll have that. And, of course, the other thing that I've had to do like crazy out there is weeding. The weeds, and I think we mentioned on previous podcasts, because the, the warm weather uh, turned to hot weather so soon, so early in the year, the weeds have gotten way ahead of me. They are huge and taking over out there. So I spent some time this morning weeding specifically around the um, onions and the garlic that I had planted back in the um, earlier in the year. So um, those plants can now breathe a little. They have a little bit of room. <laughs> and I need to go out there later after the rain sometime and do some mulching around those. And I think you told me that you're getting ready to do some solarizing out on Veg Hill. Oh, I hope so. This is, we hope, an answer to um, dealing with weeds in areas where we don't plan to be planting anything. Because when you solarize, and of course we're going to do that by putting down some clear plastic, and in the heat, when the sun's rays hit that, it will um, basically cook whatever's under there, yeah. destroy it. Well, it ever, actually doesn't destroy the weeds, I found, but, but it, it keeps them from coming up through there. And it does not kill the earthworms and the good critters. What ha- you know, They tend to just go down yeah, um, yeah. so that they are okay. Right. So, so that's why solarizing is a, an acceptable organic practice. But I don't want to put it, uh, unless I have to, over my planting rows because I I'm not, might not be ready to kill off all my cover crops yet. Uh, but the the aisles tend to get overgrown with weeds, and then those encroach onto the rows, and so we've got a problem. But I told you this morning, I'm so frustrated with those weeds, I said, let's just solarize everything. Forget planting. Let's just put the clear plastic and kill it all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today is April the 5th, Maundy Thursday, which means tomorrow is Good Friday. That's right, and I wish I could say that I would be spending the day planting my Good Friday garden. I will not be. Um, I will be traveling to Montgomery to pick up some tiles for the lodge and then going to not one but two Good Friday services. So, um, And I'm looking forward to those. I mean, it's certainly a meaningful part of, of what we um, do with our in our faith, but um, it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for planting. So I would have been out there today doing a little bit more, but the rain hit. And, you know, we get busy. So, basically, I'll plant when I can. (laughs) We figured out at least 10 days ago that, um, well, no, I guess it's been more like two or three weeks ago now that we had had our last frost of the year. Yeah. So, we've been knowing for two or three weeks that we could be planting our fall, our summer garden anytime we wanted. But we've just had other things that kept us from getting that done. Well, and I will say that I have planted some things. I planted some brassicas that I wanted for spring. Those are all in the ground. And some herbs and um, a couple of tomato plants that I bought um, from just bonnie plants that um, were large. And then I even stepped those up. So they they were really good size better boys. And I put them in the ground this week along with a little bit of basil and some marigolds. I've started seed and the... um, the actually I'm on my second round of seed starting with some basil and marigold the tomatoes and peppers and eggplant and a, a few herbs that we had done previously are really getting large so I do anticipate that I'll start on the good friday garden as soon as I can with tomato and pepper transplants and eggplant 
um, what I've been waiting for to do, especially the peppers, is taking delivery of some diatomaceous earth. Um, that is supposed to be a way. That's your cutworm defense. Yes. I've, I've struggled with cutworms, and from digging around out there already this year, we still have, I can tell, we still have plenty of cutworms in the, in the um, earth. So um, I'm going to try for the first time diatomaceous earth, and maybe we'll talk more about that next week after I've had a chance to use it. All right. Uh, so while you've been working on Veg Hill, I've been transitioning the orchard. Uh, just this week, I made the painful decision that it was time for me to take down that wonderful lupin and black oats that yeah. I have had growing on the orchard floor. Uh, the, the lupin and black oats, both cover crops, uh, black oats for biomass, lupin for uh, setting nitrogen, lupin's a legume, have just been a roaring success out on the orchard floor, and it's been so a glad, wonderful yeah. help to the fertility of the soil and building biomass. So I feel terrific about the cover crop that we used this year and plan to repeat it every year from here on out until somebody tells me a really good reason. Uh, but it's, you know, cut down now so that the fruit trees can get full sunlight and uh, won't get too much competition for nutrients right. and water and so forth. Yeah. Uh, it's time for us to begin suppressing blackberry primocanes. Uh, that's one of the things that we do in the spring is suppress those new primocanes through the middle of June, and then we let them grow up after the blackberries have finished bearing. Um, so that's something that's on the boards that we need to be working on. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that has happened as a result of having that wonderful cover crop is that I haven't been out in the orchard on a regular basis because it's when you got that wonderful lupin and black oats growing you don't want to trudge around and knock yeah. it down and stomp and on it and so forth. it's kind of tall to stroll around in. So. Yeah, it's, you know, it doesn't bother me but I just I've been feeling like I needed to you know stay off of it and let it grow. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the nice things about taking it down is that I was able to get back out and just see how everything was doing. And one of the things we've learned is that we seem to have lost a tiger fig. Oh. Um, I say that because here it, here it is the early part of April and it has not yet begun leafing out and, and the all other, the other figs yeah, the other have figs leafed out are. by now. But I know that we had uh, two figs that were knocked down by the cold last year. And we did, in fact, lose one, but the other eventually came back and is doing fine now. That brown turkey's looking great. So It's hard uh, to believe that this one was knocked down by any cold. <laughs> we didn't well, have you much remember, cold. You know, everybody says, oh, it never, it, it did get You're cold. Right. We, we had have. a 17-degree night, which for us in central Alabama, is a, that's a very cold it night. It is. You're right. So, yes, we have had an unusually warm winter, but we had at least one really cold night and a couple of other nights where it was down in the low 20s and so forth. Yeah. And then we've got one of the Nesbitt muscadines that's slow to leaf out, and I'm um, a little nervous about that. But, again, I'm not giving up on it because you know, it, may, it may just be a little slow in getting its yeah. heating hours underway. The blueberries are way, way too early 
Um, yeah, they're not ripe yet, but you can see them. On oh, they're the, getting on close, the though. Yeah. You know, I, I predict we'll have, we'll be eating blueberries by the third week of April. Hmm. Well, that, that will be fun. <laughs> well, it is fun, but gee whiz. I mean, well, it probably means we'll be done by the second week of June. Well, that'll be sad. Yeah. Um, and, right. and normally we would be looking to be able to harvest blueberries on into August. So. Right. And while we're talking about fruit, there is some fruit planted out on Veg Hill. Uh, you'd have some muscadines that are leafing out out there. That's you have true. four muscadine plants. We have um, strawberries, which is sort of my yeah, bailiwick. The strawberries are doing great. And the strawberries are early and are becoming prolific this year. We're going to have a nice little crop of strawberries. So, we are, ha- in fact, we are enjoying having, yes. a lo- nice little crop of strawberries as we We are having a nice little crop speak. of strawberries. That's right. And then there are, uh, there were nine blackberry plants out there that were, I guess this is their third year, and it looks as though one of those has succumbed. So we probably now just have eight thornless blackberries yeah. on Veg Hill. But they're leafing out too, and they'll be producing blackberries, we hope, pretty soon. That's right. So we've got, we're hopeful about that. Um, now, on the trails, we have had this nice, long winter when we were able to walk most anywhere we wanted to walk with no weeds, but that's ended now. The um, weeds are coming on strong, and the trails are growing up, so I got out, uh, I guess it was mainly yesterday, maybe a little bit the mm-hmm. day before, but uh, yesterday in earnest on the west side and today on the east side and did a lot of bush hogging of those trails. And that you know went fine. We're yeah. Most everything is bush hog now, so you can walk pretty much yeah. wherever you want to walk. Well, there was one area... That I was really nervous for, that I might get stuck, and I sailed right through it. And another area I had no idea I would have a problem, and tractor was up pretty much to his axle on the front wheels before I had a chance to say, "Uh <laughs> oh, it was no. really scary this morning." So all I did is just back right out. I was I was heading uphill. And so when I got stuck, I backed down and left that spot alone. So when you see it, you'll say, oh, that must be where you got stuck. <laughs> I didn't do anything to clean it up. Well, um, I'm glad you didn't get stuck. That's the main yeah, thing. We'll just have to that. wait until, you know, late June, early July when everything's dry mm-hmm. as a bone. And then I'll uh, spruce that up a little bit yeah. when I can get back out on it. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what we're doing with our food supply. Um because our kitchen, our eating habits are also part of what we discuss a lot of times on the podcast simply because we are trying to, as much as possible, eat what we grow. And, and it's um, driven by whatever's lovely and in season. That's yeah. right. And so a lot of times we think of this as a hungry time, you know, hungry hungry days. Well, traditionally it is. I guess um, in in the... The normal outlook of living on the farm, being subsistence farmers, this is the season of the year. That is, this little elbow between the fall garden and the summer garden when traditionally hunger is at its most challenging because you've used up the sweet potatoes and the, um, what, the 
fruit, you know, the apples yeah. and so forth you stored in the Winter fall. squash that you stored. Exactly. And... and you don't yet have any of the spring veg or the summer veg. So um, it is a challenging time, but it has not been for us because we've, been we've fine. got all that soup we need to eat. Yeah. And we've continued to harvest from Veg Hill. Um like I said, I think we're toward the end of the collards. I still got a good bit of kale out there that looks pretty good. And um, I got I harvested a few, probably the last of the Brussels sprouts, a day before yesterday. Um, we have onions that we're continuing to harvest, and then the new ones are coming on. But we still have a few left from the last year's onions. Yeah, I don't think our predecessors in subsistence farming were as tuned in to winter veg as you and I are. And I don't know whether that was because they the, the climate was cooler then. Could be. Or because they just didn't know what they could do in the wintertime. But there's so much, and it's so much more pleasant to grow a fall garden that um, I really look forward to it every year. And as a matter of fact, can't wait <laughs> till fall because I'm just thinking how rough the summer is probably going to be. <laughs> But uh, it's a little early for us to be dreading the summertime, I know, but, but I, that's but exactly I'm, I'm what I, I think you're right. We we are both in that mode where we're thinking, OK, if this if this has been so warm, what is it going to be like in June mm. and July and August? But while we're talking about food, the other thing that we have that should be giving us something before too long are those spring peas. Oh, I thought along. you were going to be talking about asparagus. Well, the asparagus, we're going to have to wait a year. So, um, Yeah, the spring peas are looking really nice. I was mm -hmm. noticing just the other day, your peas are looking great. Yeah, so we should have those to eat before too long. And we've frozen a lot of food, so that enables us to, for example, we had some okra that we froze last summer. And we pulled that out and just made a big old... Big old mess of okra and okra tomatoes. Okra and tomatoes. The, the tomatoes were also left and in the summer. And it's tasty. And peppers. And we're uh, actually putting some of it in the freezer to prolong its life a little bit. But we do need to go ahead and eat it fairly quickly. Yeah. We're, for it, this, this is for us the season when we are sort of racing to eat all that food that's in the deep freeze. Before we start adding to, to it. To make room <laughs> for, well, to empty it so I can defrost it. Yeah. And then to make room for fresh vegetables that we will put into it in the summertime. So And blueberries and that kind of thing. So. Of course. We'll be freezing blueberries and may even try freezing a few muscadines just to see how they behave. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So, um, so that's sort of uh, what it's looking like here transitioning on Longleaf Breeze. Looks as if we pretty much used up our welcome with you today. So we hope you have a good week. And we will look forward to visiting with you again soon. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.